Fernando and Spencer in the evening. What is up, guys? Let's fucking ride and talk about some football. Snap, crackle, pop. You know the deal. Fuck Rice Krispies. How you doing today, Spencer Koala Krimsky? That was our all-original Fumble Brewski introduction. Never seen anywhere else. Never before seen except for a <laughs> local community college. Yeah, local community college. Greendale Community College in the show community. But whatever. Fuck Rice Krispies. No one else is suing us. That never will. Our lawyers are too good. And you're right. Episode 21. We're still here. We're still going. We'll, we'll keep riding it. 20 times we have avoided a lawsuit. Exactly. How long can the streak go? Let's that's ride. That's the real question. That's, that's the reason you watch. Just to that's... see if we still do it. Tune in next time, guys. That's all for today, folks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No other reason to do the show. Actually, well, though. Actually, though. We got a couple of fun topics to talk about today. What doesn't look like the most interesting week from an NFL perspective actually turns into a very interesting week when you look at the impact of each game, especially from a fantasy perspective, right? You put on your fantasy lens... And it's a whole different week. For the majority it's the of the last week of the regular season for a lot of te- for a lot of weeks. For most teams, if you're playing in ESPN standard settings, you will be playing the first week of your playoffs. Whether some teams have a buy or not is up to you, whether you play two weeks or not. But for a lot of teams out there, they're still in the last week of the regular season. So regardless, for every a lot of people it's win or go home, you know. At the I end mean, of the yeah, day it's either way, whether it's the last week of the regular season or the first week of the playoffs, it's they're both very important weeks. So it all comes down to this, man. None of the none of the rest of the season really matters besides this week. You got to win. I mean, yeah, that's true. If you can't you can't win the last game, what are you gonna do? I mean, and it's hard, dude. Especially like every little. It's not like oh, maybe I can try to risk this player, and we'll see. I made that mistake already on Thursday. I played uh, some questionable IDP plays, and I'm looking at a little small hole for the weekend. Um, Troy Reader and John Johnson cocked me a bit. The Rams were just too good against the Patriots, I guess. Yeah, they smacked them. <laughs> but like it happens, I guess. So, are you gonna stick to your guns? Are you gonna try something new, or ride the guys who got you there? You know, we got some starts or sits, Mister Spence. We do. We we will get to those starts or sits later. But like you said, we were talking about this earlier, Fran. Like you said. <clears throat> Games like the Falcons versus the Chargers. It really doesn't have much of an impact on the NFL season. None of the teams are going to, neither of those teams are going to be in playoff position or anything. That being said, that could be a huge fantasy game. One, it could easily become a high scoring sort of shootout type of game. And two, you got players like your Keenan Allens, your Todd Gurley, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Hunter Henry, like Austin Eckler. You got a lot of guys there that everybody is starting in their leagues, and what could turn into a shootout-type game could be big when it comes to fantasy results at the end of the day. This is huge. This is two teams who have particularly... no, Not, not intimidating defenses, and we, we can just see a whole lot of points up on the board. You mentioned the big guys, Spence, but even smaller fringe guys, like if you're playing in a deep 12-man or a 14-man league, guys like Ricardo Gage, Mike Williams, dude, there will be touchdowns in this game. There will yeah, be points Mike Williams scored. could easily catch a deep touchdown. <clears throat> 60 yards and a touchdown like he always does. Dude, if there's ever going to be a game, it's this one. I like. What's the over-under on this? It's got to be ridiculous. It's gotta, yeah, it's got to be pretty high, I'd imagine. I can, we can have our stack guy look it up right now. <laughs> oh, Harrison. 
Harrison Krimsky. Harrison on the line, coming in with the stats. What's it going to be, Brat Brat? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, yeah. what is it going to be, Brat Brat? Uh, right now, the over-under is at 49. Is at least what it started at. So, which is not actually as high as I thought it was going to be. Definitely thought it was going to be the So, that being said, that being said, there's your betting tip of the week, free of charge. I would say Chargers hammer that. Chargers versus Falcons hit the over there. You know, Herbert's trying to bounce back after a terrible fantasy showing. They got drummed 45 zip. And that's been his first, like, <coughs> bad game. Hopefully like, it's his last. very few bad games. Hopefully it's his last bad game. I've got Keenan Allen, and I need him to fire up because I'm playing against Julio Jones, you know. I mean, yeah, and like I said, that's why it's such a key matchup uh, in, in a fantasy perspective, uh, which kind of sucks because it's a pretty bad football game to watch. Like, with all due respect, neither of those teams really mean anything in the league right now. But oh well. Before we get farther into the stardoms and sit-ums, we will have that fantasy advice for you. We're going to start with the hometown team. Big game this week for the Dolphins. Dolphins versus Chiefs. Sunday at 1. It's a, it's, I think it's a very much a test game for the Dolphins to really see where we are as a team. Right? Wait. It's a measuring stick, man. It's when you just like you just go check how big your dick is, bro. You're gonna put your little etches on the ruler. So the Dolphins are trying to go for a whopping seven and a half right now. Yeah, at least. Uh, I mean, our I mean boys, that's what you gotta show. Our boys are trying to put it out there. Really, it's our defense that I'd say is getting measured more than anything. We like to think I disagree. Got, really. I think, you know, okay, so you you can talk about the offense, but for the defense, I'd think like we really gotta see what it's gonna be against the top offense the top offense in the nfl if we can slow down patrick mahomes if we can ruffle his feathers a bit if i've got to force patrick mahomes to play lights out rather than just let me casually flick the ball 65 yards or let me just dot it up to tyreek hill for 200 yards in a quarter if we can make patrick mahomes work for 28 points i would be thrilled you know because that means if our offense can hold up we can have ourselves a game you think our offense has to get measured spence well, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, you're right in the sense that it is a test for the defense because this is the best offense they're going to face. So, obviously, you want to see how we'll do. And it is a test in, in that matter. But I think this is a very big test for the offense because if but we're we want to keep this thing. I know, I know. But if we want to keep this thing close and, like, like very respectable and still have people think that we're a good team, we're going to need to keep up on offense. Because I think our defense is, I think, like, everybody knows that our defense is good. I don't think our defense really has to prove themselves. Valid, um, valid. In, in many situations right now, because people know they're good, they've proven themselves all year, and they continue to do so. When the especially when the offense has has kind of lacked in certain situations. But now in a game like this, like yes, the defense will do good, or will will play well. That being said, they could still give up a lot of points because it is the Chiefs. So this is a game that if you want to stay in it, I think the Dolphins are gonna have to find out have to figure out a way to score on offense, and this is a really good test of if Tua can do that in a game like this. I agree. Like The drum is beating again for Fitzpatrick. I think it's dumb. you got to ride out the rookie. But Tua's really got to step up his game. If he's going to try to go against Patrick Mahomes and keep up, you're right, man. Our defense is great, but we don't have a great enough running game to sustain a time-possession-dominant defense kind of strategy, you know. Especially now that Miles Gaskin is on the fucking COVID reserve list, man. 
And that's another... Well, see, that's another reason. Ah, this is a little, a little sneak preview into our starter sit, stardom sit-ems. Um, but, but a little sneak preview. I think this is the game that, once again, really falls into what can Tua do. And I think this might be the first time that he's really let loose, uh, considering we don't have any running backs. Brita's out, Gaskin's out, um, and Ahmed's out. So you're left with Patrick Laird. And oh Kevin yeah, Washington, and maybe like Lynn Bowden in a few sort of gadget plays. Hey man, Elijah McGuire got elevated from the practice squad, bro. Show my dog big some moves, love, right? Yeah, sure, big moves. <laughs> but but like I'm saying, in, in a game where your running game might be very limited, uh, just by personnel and injuries and such, uh, against a defense like the Chiefs that has like some decent guys up front, but really is not great against the pass. Uh, it's really going to be put into his hands, I think. They're going to go for a lot of deeper passes, 15 yards, 20 yards, more chunk plays uh, to see if they can get the ball moving against the Chiefs. I think it's going to be a test all game for that that sort of situation. I mean, hey, man, if our defense starts to falter, Tua will definitely have room to try to do everything he can because he will have to keep up. This is Patrick Mahomes. And that I say, you'd assume you'd, you'd have to guess that you're probably going to be playing from behind in the game. And when you're playing from behind, you throw the ball more. No, obviously. And I don't think Tua is going to make some moves with his legs, but I'd be... <clears throat> oh my gosh, excuse me, guys. <laughs> I would love to see Tua start rolling out of the pocket a little bit more, some more play action, some bootleg passes. It would be nice to see that mobility again and hopefully create some confusion for the Chiefs. Their defense doesn't really scare me. Terry Matthew is... like He's been iffy all practice this week. I think he's going to play, but like... Fuck you guys. Like, they don't have the craziest team. Hopefully, Tua can put up. I mean, they do have a crazy team, especially on the offense. They're sick. No, offense, yes. Defensive-wise, like, I'm not that scared. I think that's. I think there's a really interesting matchup in Xavier Howard against Tyreek Hill because Tyreek Hill isn't your typical number one receiver. He's not a big guy that'll, that'll kind of go up for jump balls uh, and have those sideline routes. This is a guy that's going to be crossing... It's going to be really based on speed, which is something different from what Xavier Howard used to probably, right? So that's what I was going to ask. Do you really think we put X on him or so you think we could put Who more? Who else a, deserves Xavier Howard? Byron Jones is more athletic and he's a great corner. He hasn't played this, that good this season, I guess. Not as great as X has, but I don't know. It's just scary, man, because someone also has to go on Kels. I'd rather give that to... Yeah, well, yeah, who guards Travis Kelsey? Exactly. I, I guess you got to give X Kelsey, man, and you've got to give Byron so? Jones a Tyreek Hill. Dude, you, I'm not trusting our best tr- corner on their tight end. Who, who, you going to trust our trash right. linebackers? No, I guess you're right. Travis Kelsey's not your normal you tight end, man. To, I guess, yeah, who else would cover them? Van Noy or Baker? Oh, my God, bro. I like, just... What about like a, like a Nick Needham? You want to put Nick Needham? Absolutely not. I don't know. You'd get wrecked. I'm just talking about who might line up against Kelsey. I guess it has to be X at some point, right? Jesus Christ, man. I hope hope not. If you just don't have a good safety, man, that's really what the Dolphins are lacking this year. Who is going to guard Travis Kelsey? Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's, yeah. That's a tough situation. I mean, the Chiefs are a tough matchup regardless, obviously. Um, it's, it's a tough spot. Uh, so it is a test for the defense because, once again, it's the best challenge they've faced. I think it's more important 
of a test for the offense. But yeah, you got to make you have to make some tough personnel decisions as far as who guards who, because when you have two like huge uh, NFL leading weapons in like Hill and Kelsey. That's a lot to deal with, right? It's a lot. And it just those it's a type of mismatch too. It's not just the fact that you've got a great receiver and a great tight end, you know? It's the fact that you've got a burner, an absolute burner, cheetah. Exactly. In exactly. Tyreek Hill. And then you've got an absolute huge tight end who's extremely fast and has wheels as well. Yeah, exactly. A very fast, very big tight end. And it's just goddamn the Chiefs. Like... Now I know how every team in court. If, oh my God, this sucks. <laughs> it's scary to think about, right? Even see, see, that's the perfect example, and that's why the Chiefs are so good because you're seeing like a real conversation right now, and just thinking about it, like you don't want to be in that situation as a football team, having to figure out how to play the Chiefs on defense, right? I don't even know how we're gonna cover him. It's crazy, exactly. It's a, it's a really scary thing to think about, even as a fan. Like, like you feel bad for the teams that have to figure out how to cover Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill, and then with Patrick Mahomes throwing them the ball. You know what I mean? Pretty oh, crazy. Yeah. I'm, trying, I'm literally trying to look. I'm looking at our roster for who will match up. Like, if we've got Eric Rowe on Travis Kelsey, oh, I mean, like, Eric I mean, Rowe yeah, is... Yeah, I, I mean, Roe is playing like a. It has to be either. No, it has to be Xavier Howard or Byron Jones. You know what? Right? No, though. We can put Nick Needham on whoever the Chiefs wide receiver two is. Nope. And yes, yes, yes. And then we'll have Brandon Jones like helping out or whatever. We'll have the safeties help out. And then we put Byron Jones on Travis Kelsey with some linebacker help underneath. No. (sighs) No. As, as, As crazy as it has to be, bro. You know who their wide receiver too is, man? Mecole fucking Mecole Hardman. Hardman. He's just as Sammy fast Watkins. as Tyreek Man. If it's if if they put it at Mecole, man, like he's just as fast and like Needham will get burned. He's not that as much I mean, yeah, Needham's gonna get burned, but he's not as much of a playmaker as Tyreek Hill is. I it, I if I don't we think put that's if, close. If, if we put Roe, look, if we put Roe on Kelsey sometimes, you know, when you let X lock up Tyreek or Byron lock up Tyreek and you put X. Can Xavier Howard lock up Tyreek Hill though? I don't know if he can keep up, man. That's my thing. That's I'm, that's what I'm scared of. I don't know if he can keep up either. He's like a fantastic corner and he'll he'll figure it out. But uh, at some point, I think Tyreek Hill might just be faster than him. Right. Yeah, I, I at some point he is, and Byron's got that great catch speed and that great athleticism. The the hops, man, are unreal. But Rose's been playing so good, man. He's been playing like a top five safety this year, and like he's not a top five safety, but he's been playing like it. If well, he clearly, can, I mean, yeah, clearly. I think I hope job. I think they'll start it off with him on Kels, and obviously, like if not, dude, you just got to put Byron Jones on him or X, but like. Hopefully, that Roe can handle it. That could also clearly be a, a mid-game adjustment. See yeah, but, who's kind of been able to get to him. Like, if if one guy starts not doing so hot, uh, but, like, another guy seems to have the edge on Kelsey or something like that, that could be a coaching decision, kind of change it up at halftime if something's not working. 
Uh, I could definitely see that happen. Definitely see Flores doing that. Um, but the real thing I want to talk about before we move on from the Dolphins, I want to talk about uh, this actually crazy stat that I saw. It's a, about the red zone and the Chiefs in the red zone. For as good as the Chiefs are, they're last in red zone offense, like touchdown percentage, yeah, and they're the- second to last in defensive touchdown percentage. I mean, so I'm when sure you're within the twenty yard lines. The Chiefs are not good. I don't, I think those numbers are definitely skewed by a little bit by the fact that they have a lot so of big many plays, big touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Um. That being said, like, oh, I stole your word, Spencer. That being said, oh, look yeah, at there that. you go. You're catching look on. Look at that. I took your catchphrase right there. <laughs> but that being said, guys. The Chiefs, a lot of their plays are with like stretching the field. Like guys like Tyreek, like Mecole, even Sammy Watkins, Kelsey, like those guys have to stretch the field. And when you get to the red zone, you can't really do that. You know, like okay, yes, yeah, you send Tyreek on a streak. I know exactly where he's going. I mean, that's a good. I mean, that's a, a good point, an interesting point that those players like who who are very fast and have a lot of big play capability. Uh, I guess they struggle a little bit more when they have when they play within limitations because they can't use their speed quite as much or their quickness quite as much, right? No, I agree. And I think – and we actually – that should that's the only thing that worries me, those big plays. We don't have those athlete, that athleticism to hang with these guys. But, but if the Dolphins can figure out how to score when they're in the red zone – if we can score in the red zone and if we can hold them down in the red zone to field exactly. goals and shit. If we can win that matchup, that could be a very important uh, sort of head-to-head there at the end of the game when it comes to the final score. I Who love, had a better day in the red zone? That could be interesting. I love that you say head-to-head because this, this could low-key be a trap game for the Chiefs. They're 11-1, and you know. Like, I don't want to say we're going to win because we're obviously we're yeah, most likely going to lose guys. I don't want to say that either. I'm not we're underdogs, guys. Yeah. If, if, but... Interesting to add that I wanted to bring up is that the Dolphins are three and zero at home when a team comes into our house eleven and one. Really? Yes. That's a pretty crazy stat. Can we make it four now? We've played three teams at eleven and one, and we've beat all of them. Yep. At home. Do you know who they were? Let me check. I saw this. I saw the tweet. Eleven and one. That's crazy. Um, but while you look that up, I think that this game is a good segue into our stardom sitem conversation, uh, because I'd say one of my stardoms is actually Tua. Uh, I think the the game script is really gonna favor the passing game, especially for a team like the Dolphins and a coach like Flores. Um, I think it really might might favor a lot of action for Tua testing his arm trying to get bigger plays down the field, throwing it a little more often and seeing what he can do uh, in a game that, that might need to be high scoring if you want a chance at it. Uh, so that that's one of my starting picks. Uh, and, and I think Tua could be a, a fancy sort of move there. And you might bench a guy like a Kyler Murray. Because I don't like Kyler Murray this week against the Giants, actually. I That's very bold. You, like, you would... I'm starting Kyler Murray in my fantasy league, bro. Like, by God, I don't know how Kyler Murray's gonna do, bro. Tua is He's on like... the waiver wire in this league. You were telling me I should go pick up Tua Tago Viola right now over Kyler Murray, Spencer. I mean, that's a bold prediction, 
But there you go. I mean, that's what you come to the Fumble Brewski for, right? I mean, I would, I could bet you up on that right now, but I don't know if I, I mean, want to do you dirty like that. I don't know like, if I want to do myself dirty like that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> bold prediction, but I'll leave you a bold prediction. Like, I agree. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my bold prediction. I don't know if I bet that up. Yeah, that's that, that's my bold. That's your gu- that's your gut, and that could be a good gut call, Spencer, because I just saw this stat, and I found the games, like the eleven and one. Yeah, and and oh four, the we beat the Patriots twenty nine to twenty eight. Ooh, nice. You know, we were okay. going, we were we we're going through a two and eleven season, and we beat them. <laughs> and we beat them, bro. How embarrassing. AJ Feely, engineer AJ comeback, Feely baby. Was the quarterback. Fourth down touchdown. Fourth down touchdown pass to Darius Thompson for the win, bro. Sick. There's a little trip down memory lane. <laughs> More trips down memory lane. At 98, we beat the we we won Dolphins versus Broncos, 31 to 21. In 98, you said. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was that Marino? Yeah, baby, Marie. Oh yeah, he he cocked John Elway. Fuck you, little John bitch. Elway? Was that way still um, playing in '98? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then then the Broncos beat us in the Super Bowl that year. Oh, in a rematch. Or on the okay. on their way on the way to the Super Bowl. And the what's playoffs. the last one? Dolphins beat the Bears thirty-eight to twenty-four and eighty-five, bro. 85. We beat the eighty-five I, yeah, Bears. Yeah. We did beat the eighty. We were the only team to beat the eighty-five Bears. Hell yes, bro. History yeah. is on our side. Here we go, eleven and one Chiefs. You better watch out, right? <laughs> you better watch out before you join our history books, bitch. I think that's. I think that's got to be the game plan for the Dolphins. They just got to. They're gonna figure out a way. And they're gonna do it. Once 100%. again, not willing to bet that up at all, but it could be fun. It's a fun, a fun story. <laughs> All right, so I gave my first my first stardom sit him. How about right. we go back to you? I've got a player that you'll be very happy to hear, Spence. I am going with my dog, Brandon Ayuk. Let's go. You know, I was riding him. I've been thinking about him. You know, Debo was looking banged up with a foot injury. He has no injury designation anymore, and he practiced in full, so he's going to go. Um, whether he's limited or not, I um, I don't think it matters. Um at first, it was looking like a Uke was going to be a complimentary guy, but he's extremely dynamic, and the and the 49ers love him, man. His past four games, he's been balling. He's scored touchdowns in three straight. He's got at least five catches and at least 70 yards in the last four games, man. That in PPR, that's at least 12 points. Get a touchdown in. That's like a nice 18, 20-point game, a little bit above his projection. And who's to say he doesn't finally ball out, man? Like... The Niners are playing the Redskins, I believe. Um, yeah, the Niners just, are playing the Redskins, and no, we just, all know we all know I like Brandon Ayuk. I think he's going to be a pretty good playmaker uh, in the future, also because I think he has the ability. Oh I yeah, think he's I'm, he's got the athleticism, pretty good, like pretty decent hands, I guess. Uh, but I think he has like some innate playmaking ability. Uh, I think he's that, a faster Debo. I look. You think he's a faster Debo? There's a reason he was a first rounder and Debo's a he's second rounder. He's got some size to him, also. He's big too, man. Yeah, dude. Brandon Ayuk is a nice boy. He's six foot one, two oh six. Like that is a big boy with that speed. I mean, yeah, exactly. I Somewhere think he that could... speed, That's why I said I think he does have some sort of innate playmaking ability. 
Um, whether it's because of size or not, but but so, so this is I the think guy he could be an important piece in that you, offense. You could play him at your flex, and I think he's going to get wide receiver two numbers. Well, there, I think I th- I agree with you. I think that's a pretty good call, actually. Uh, Washington defense is low key, not bad, on both sides of the ball, like like running the ball and and pass defense is low key, not very, not not a bad defense for for their record. Uh, that being said, I think you could get a pretty high number of targets, especially if Debo doesn't doesn't do so well, uh, or continues to kind of uh, inch his way back to full health. Um, so I think Ayuk Ayuk could be a good play. How about a sit'em? A sit'em for me is actually gonna go to a little guy called Chase Claypool. Man, it's actually gonna match with my other start. Um, I've this is a personal call more. I've got James Conner and Chase Claypool. Um, it should be a tough game against Buffalo. They've got a pretty good defense. The reason I'm saying sit Claypool is there's just too many heads on that offense right now. You know, yes, Big Ben is passing like crazy. So you kind of can see the volume. But at the same time, Juju's not doing so bad. Deontay Johnson is feasting. You got even James Washington coming back in the fold a little bit. Um Ebron's always a threat in the red zone. And James Conner's coming back, man. And I think that one of the reasons they've been so pass-heavy is because Benny Snell is just not James Conner. Um, Conner should be hungry. Um, kind of saying my start and my sit-em right now. Yeah, no, go for it. But, like, they, are, they go hand-in-hand hand in my opinion. You know, like, I've got I've to choose one, so that's kind of where I found it. But Claypool's a guy who I think a lot of people have been firing as a wide receiver three easy, wide receiver two. And it's just a little risky for my book, you know. Buffalo's good, and Tredavious White should be on Claypool because of the size. He'll be either, he'll be either on him or Juju, and it's just a risk. I just don't want to take in fantasy. Um, if you were just telling me it was straight talent, I would say fire up Claypool, but there's just too many heads to feed. And start James Conner because I think he comes back with the vengeance. This is a guy who's battling for an NFL contract right now. He is playing in a world where there's coronavirus. He's a cancer survivor, and he's literally playing for his money right now. This man wants a contract. This man is hungry. He's had to miss the last two games because of the thing he was afraid about. He's going to ball out. I think James Conner's going to pop off and come back to running back one numbers this week. Speaking of a lot of mouths to feed. Well, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to go back to running back number one numbers this Fire week. him up as a running back two. Easy, man. He's back. I think, yeah, I think he could, be a, he could be a running back two. But over the past couple weeks, I mean, yeah, he's been hurt and had COVID. But, but... He hasn't really been producing consistently those numbers, and he's been on and off the field throughout the year. He's so fully rested he's, now. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, you don't know what place, like how much offensive push they're going to try to give him. I guess it depends a lot on game script, right? Who are the Steelers playing this week? The Bills. The Bills. So, I mean, that's going to be a tough game. If, if their corners are having a good night and Big Ben's not having a great night, then yeah, I think they could run a lot. If they take the lead, they might want to run a lot against the Bills to keep Josh Allen off the field. But at the same time, if they get into to another game where points need to be scored, uh, they could definitely take to the air, especially against a good Bills defensive front. I just don't think it's going to be that crazy of a scoring game. Like Big Ben was through, what, 57 passes last week or something? I, it's he not gonna happen. Ball a lot. It's not gonna be that as high against the Bills because it's a James different... Conner's coming back, man. You've got to dominate a bit, you know. Hope you're you willing defense. to bet that up, James Conner, more than like what 
15. He's projected for 12 right now. I'd say, are you saying he, like spread of 14 and a half? 14 and a half. I'll take you on 14 and a half. All right, I'll take the James Conner under 14 and a half. I need James Conner to have a good game, baby. So let's ride. You just there made There we go. We are back. Bet that up is back. Killer Conner firing them up on the squad, man. Bigger Sorry. and better than ever. Sorry, Mapletron. You're going to the bench. Killer Conner time. All right, I think I think the bet that up is the best time to move into our big debate of the night before we wrap things up. Mm. Right? Yummy, yummy. I've been waiting for this one, Spencer. Exactly. This is going to be a fun one, guys. This is so, a juicy one. As we all know, the Rams uh, really showed the Patriots what's up. It was fun to see, man. I it had a blast. Uh, yeah, they got, they, they got cocked like all night long. That's what I'm saying. I I just I'm just not used to watching the Patriots get thrown around like that, man. It was fun. I mean, they just looked very bad as a football team, and the Patriots have done that a few times. Uh, but that comes and, and in the middle of the game, what mid third quarter, maybe fourth quarter. I wasn't. I'm not sure of the exact time, but Cam Newton was benched in favor of Jared Stidham at twenty four to three. See if they get something going. So now, who's your starter? Bill Belichick has come out in, with confidence saying Cam's our starter. And, like, he is the guy. What do you think about that? I know we we kind of started to get into it, so I'm excited for this one. Listen, what, man. What are we doing here, Fernando? So they're going to ride Cam, you know, and Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. Maybe the, at least the greatest coach right now, you know. If Bill Belichick tells you, yo, we got to ride Cam Newton. Who the fuck am I to tell him, no, yeah, bro, you're an idiot. That be, like, even with all that, though, like, personally, you're not going to win the division. You're not going to the playoffs. You don't, you're probably not going to sign Cam Newton next year. Maybe not this week, but in two weeks, why not just ride out Stidham for the rest of the season, man? Like, I'm not saying he's better than Cam. He's probably not, but he used a second-round pick. He's a guy you've got to give a chance. Do they have to give him a chance, though? Haven't they, like, kind of given him a chance? Like, why give him a chance? He hasn't proven anything. They haven't, like, given him a chance, though, you know? Like, he hasn't really, like, played that much for them. This year, he's played a little bit more. He's So he's played in four games this year, right? And his highest passer rating of those four games was last week when he had a 71 passer rating and he was 5 for 7 for 27 yards. And that was his best game of the year. Right? Yeah. Like, like he hasn't proven anything in the actual time he's played. He's thrown but, two touchdowns and three interceptions. Never surpassed 65 yards. And has always been at like a high, yeah, his highest completion percentage was 71%. Okay, man, they don't have the greatest weapons. He's thrown to fucking Jacoby Myers and like, I mean, you're right. You I, don't out there, you know? I don't know if I don't, I don't know if I blame Sidham. Yeah, Cam's been trashed. But my what thing I'm, is that I don't know if New England's you're also quite in the position him. that they can like, like, yeah, they're not going to get to the playoffs anymore, but I don't think that fan base can take them. Just uh, 
riding Stidham to see what happens. I think it's just as much a test for Cam to see if they keep him. Right? Why not? Why not? He doesn't look like he can throw the ball, man. I mean, he's yeah, 31 he's pretty years bad. old. His his game's coming down. Like I don't want that kind of player. Look, Jared Stidham is young. <clears throat> he has not gotten first team reps. You know, I if anything coming off of a Thursday game, I would start giving him first team start. He would have ten days to prepare to be a starter. You know, he could learn the playbook, start gelling with the guys. He like not, I mean, he knows the playbook. He can learn the timing better with the first with the first team. He can start getting in sync more, feel more at home, feel more at rhythm. You play him for that first game. Maybe that happens in week 16 or 17. Okay, you know, like, but it's got to happen is what I'm saying. You've got to, and even after that first game, I think you've got to let him see what, like, he, what kind of player he is. Is Okay, is this a guy who's going to be like, damn, I got rocked. Oh, I'm just going to be sucky at practice now. I'm just going to be so, like, I'm just going to not try. Like, I'm just going to be fucked. Or is this guy going to be like, yo, let me turn on the Jets. This is never happening again. You know? I don't know. I don't know if they need to give him that chance. Though you say they need to give him this chance and see what's up. I don't know if that's true. And I think especially this you, season when Cam's okay. like kind of been like low key trash. Uh, I think you want to go with and test out the guy who has more potential, right? See Which if they can figure him. that out. And right now, I firmly believe that Cam Newton has the most potential because we know that he can be a playmaking guy. He hasn't been. He's shown flashes sometimes, but he hasn't really been that guy all year, right? But we know that in the past he had that ability, so why not see if you can get that back? And if you can't get it back for the rest of the year, then you know you're going to go in a different direction, and you can say that confidently and keep Stidham as your backup, I guess. Or have him compete with whatever new guy comes in. But if you're going to have him compete, then you might as well give him an audition in real NFL games. And I'm talking about a real audition. We have seen Bill Belichick say, yo, let me design a playbook for Jimmy Garoppolo. Let me design a playbook for Jacoby Brissett. Why is this man not saying, let me design a playbook for Jared Stidham? Unless, obviously, that might mean that he's actually god-awful in practice. You know, In which case, I'm just an idiot. He He must not be that good in practice either. He's a fourth you know rounder. I, mean? yeah. okay, I, I misspoke. He's not a second rounder. He's not a second rounder. He's a fourth rounder. I misspoke. Fourth rounder. Uh, out of Auburn, I forget what year he came in the leagues. Probably what? Now his third, fourth, third or fourth He came in 2019. Now, 2019, you know. And oh, 2017. 2017 okay. In 2017, he was first team all SEC, bro. He got MB- Music City Bowl MVP 2018. Like, this is a bad kid. I mean, he like, was good. He was good in college. Yeah, he was good at Auburn. That being said, he must not be doing... He must not be showing them something, right? Because like, I, okay, and like I said, so Cam Newton, I think, has been pretty god awful, and and I I think Bill Belichick's a liar, and then when he's like, yeah, Cam's our guy, and he says that like super confidently or whatever, Bill, I think Bill he, is a liar he's lying because he's a Cam's classic been benched three times, and they just got embarrassed on prime time, so I don't think you can like confidently say that like, yeah, this is our guy. That being said, Stidham clearly hasn't shown them. Uh, what he needs to in practice or on the field during the games, right? Yeah, no, he's he, there's got to be a disconnect in practice. That's like Bill Belichick, like I said, man. He, likes the he, guy. he he's obviously not knows. Scared to pull the trigger. He's way smarter than I am. He's not scared to pull the trigger, but like I can also see him just if you ride Jared Stidham, you're basically giving like you're giving up the season, man. 
And you're saying, I want to test what my young guy has, you know, and I just don't know if Bill Belichick is just trying to save face. He doesn't want to admit that he's wrong in choosing Cam. Like, I've got to believe there's a small ego thing with it too, you know. If he says, I fucked up by playing Cam Newton, I should have just road stid him from the beginning. I don't think he'll ever say that. Exactly. And that's what he's doing by riding Cam Newton. Saying I'm not wrong, Cam's a better quarterback? Yeah. If you I ride, think Cam Newton is a better quarterback. But if you ride Stidham, which could help Cam your Newton franchise, man. I bet Cam Newton has practiced better than Stidham. You think he's practiced better than Stidham? Oh, yeah. I bet he has. Right. He has to. I think he's a better athlete. Uh, I do think he's a better player. and but But the fact that Stidham isn't really getting a chance unless Cam Newton gets, like, is just absolutely blowing a game. Right, then no, yeah. I think, but but if those are the only opportunities for Sidham, then he must be getting outplayed in practice. Yeah, it must be it must be sucky to be Jared Sidham, you know. Must be I sucky mean, to be Jared. I can't Sidham. believe my dog, Chris Sims, said that Jared Sidham is more talented than Tua Tagovailoa. <laughs> man, I mean that's absurd. That's like absurd for an NFL analyst to say that. That's abs- that's absurd. <laughs> Stidham is more talented than Tua. Tua's a creation of Alabama. You don't think Jared Stidham or like Justin Herbert would have set the world on fire if they got to play with four first-round receivers and two first-round tackles? Fuck you, Chris Sims, for that ridiculously (laughs) stupid quote. There we go. (laughs) Ridiculously stupid quote. You schmuck. (laughs) Ridiculously stupid quote. That's it. I mean, yeah. I I mean, that's just stupid, right? Like, there's there's no basis to that. Two is definitely not just a product of Alabama. Like, sure, it's nice to have good players on your team, but you have to be able to lead an offense in order to win national championships. You have to be and and to have an offense run that smoothly and that effectively, you have to be good, no matter who's on your team. I think people forget that, like before Tua, like. Alabama was an extremely run-heavy like team, man. Like, yes, they had crazy, like, they had some pretty nice QBs in college who never panned out in the NFL. But what did everybody say? Oh, they're not that good because they're coming off of a run-heavy Alabama exactly. team with a crazy defense. Exactly. I mean, but Alabama, Alabama is the most NFL offense you're going to get as far as the college game goes. Oh, 100%, man. Definitely the most NFL-ready offense. Exactly. Oh, NFL-ready NFL locker room style, too, man. Yeah, exactly. It's practically an NFL team. So when you're when you're talking about Tua versus a guy that comes out of almost any other school, there's a huge difference in, in the style of play. But that doesn't mean that they're just a factor of that system. It means that they know how to thrive in that system, which prepares them for the NFL beyond anybody else. Dude, we've seen players go, like there's been a there's always talented players at Bama. If you're gonna start, it's because you're good. And Tua won that job, man, and he changed that offense. Tua stole like, that job from Jalen Hurts. He Jalen Hurts was running a run heavy offense where he was a mobile quarterback who would run also. Tua be, changed that into a pass heavy with play action and a running. Pocket pass heavy offense. Yeah, he completely changed like what Bama was doing, man. I. I'm very surprised. Like Mac Jones is doing it too. Like Mac Jones is lighting it up right now. Yeah, baby. Fifty-two Mackie to three, Jones. they won today. How much? Fifty-two to three. 
Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was a bad showing by the Arkansas Razorbacks. <laughs> well, that was very... It was probably expected. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bama's been killing everybody. They're 10-0 now. Um, but yeah, either way, I think... I think, obviously, they have a good system going, but if you can lead that NFL-style offense uh, at a school of that caliber, obviously, you're a good quarterback. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, you're definitely better than Jared fucking Stidham. <laughs> definitely better than Jared Stidham. Who are the wide receivers on Jared Stidham's team? See, that's that's the point he's making, bro. That there are nobodies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... And I agree, like, I'm sure Stidham would have probably, he probably would become like a second round guy if you played on Bama. But there's a reason he didn't end up at Bama. He's not good. I mean, I think he's good, or I'm sure he was good in high school and was, yeah, was good a, in he college. He was a five star. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure he's a five star. He became the starting quarterback, I mean, at a, at a big SEC school. He was obviously pretty good. Well, he started at Texas Tech. And then he went to a band. But they didn't really have many many good players. They had Anthony Schwartz as a wide receiver. Uh, and that's really the only guy on offense that's, that's made any sort of NFL appearances, really. Their yeah. running back was Cartavius Bigsby. Bigsby. And Seth Williams was their other wide receiver. Seth Williams? Nobody knows who he is. Exactly. I don't think he's in the NFL. He could be a TV show character. He could be. <laughs> uh, but either way, either way, Jared Stidham, regardless of the team, I think two is more talented and a better uh, NFL prospect than Stidham uh, almost any day of the week. Uh, and see, that's a guy that you you really need to test out. But I don't know, unless Stidham shows you something else, I don't know if you really need to test him out unless he proves it. Uh, oh, yeah, man. I got deflated once I realized he was a fourth rounder, not a second rounder. <laughs> Stidham, you yeah, can suck you're my nuts. Okay, there we go. That's the end of the debate. That's Spencer the end has of the defeated me. I have won this round. We'll be back on Tuesday with a brand new debate. If there's a topic you want us to debate, let us know. Instagram, Twitter, at DeFumbleBrewski. We'll be back next week. Episode Thanks for 21, riding. over. Let's, can we not get sued for a 21st time? We find will out. see. Yeah, find out next week. <laughs> right. Dun, dun, dun.